is the Aquasensory Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Wilson. In this show, you will learn all about sensory harmony in water for babies and the early years. Because when we grow to love, connect and respect water, learning follows naturally. So at Aquasensory, we create sensory harmony in water when we understand child development. We have a holder move called Bare Feet Babes, and we often talk to new parents about how to ground their feet on the pool floor and really find their feet as new parents as well. So when I saw a book called Finding Their Feet, I was so drawn to buying and reading it, and I'm so excited to welcome the author today, Bernie Landos. Thank you so much for our connection. Oh, look, it's absolutely wonderful to be here and uh, talking to your audience about something that I'm really passionate about uh, and how our, our two passions of water and feet play together so well. They do. And I think when we're in the water as swim teachers, we just think of uh, children's feet and baby's feet as just something that we've got to almost like teach to kick. Um, and we maybe don't really sort of think too much about the feet in the pool. Um, but there are so many amazing benefits and particularly we're so privileged of having their feet babies in the pool. So let's connect some dots together. How How is um, child development so good um, for babies and young children? Let's start, obviously, at their feet. So, you know, every baby everything going well, is born to walk. Um, and so in terms of development, you know, we, we start from those kicks in the womb to the baby pushing themselves out of the womb. Uh, and their goal is to get up and walk and run and jump and move. If you think about, you know, animals that are born, you know, within moments they're up and, and walking uh, obviously our, our little people take a little bit more time uh, for various reasons of things like bonding and, uh, you know, becoming dependent. So as parents, we become responsible. Um, but every child has a blueprint, and I think this is something that often gets overlooked. Uh, it's a sequential event, um, set of events that happen, uh, and they have to happen in a particular order. Uh, so the journey from womb to walking is a, a critical time for these events to happen. Uh, and with that, you know, that's their physical development. And it happens, you know, you get the growth, the movement, the milestones that they progress through. And it's the optimum or optimal uh, physical development that helps with good health. Um, you know, it sets the scene for good health. If, if everything is in balance in the body, um, we are healthy. But the thing that I like to tell people about is the, the foot obviously is involved in walking, but it actually doesn't fully mature until the age of sort of 15, 16. Wow. And so it's crucially important that we look after the feet in these early years to set the stage or the foundation for for good health. Yeah, I'm fascinated. I never knew that it was, you know, as you say, so immature and it took so long to develop. So it, it makes sense to, as you say, to really, really look after it. Um, that's that's amazing. Is that why um, 
Uh, obviously, shoes are important. I mean, how how what are your top tips to to really really look after um, children's feet from an early age? Well, I think um, keeping them free. Yeah, and it's easy to do in the pool setting, yeah. uh, but often, you know, it's a social thing that um, feet should be covered up. Feet should be in shoes. It's the social norm. Um, I know when I started. I was born in New Zealand and, and grew up, I think, fairly much barefoot. Um, my mother tells stories of me stubbing my toes and things like that. Uh, but on moving to the UK uh, nearly 10 years ago, uh, the looks I got as I walked around my village and up and down the street and, and the comments I got when I was barefoot, because it wasn't really socially acceptable. Uh, and so there is this mindset that, Shoes were, are there to be worn, you know, like we put clothes on, it's part of a, an item of clothing. Um, and from the moment you wake up in the morning, you put socks or shoes on your feet. Um, and possibly also living in a colder climate, um, there is more of a desire to cover up the feet because you get cold feet. Um, but the feet are really just like our hands. And unless it's really cold, we never cover them up. So for healthy feet and healthy development, to keep the feet as free as possible um, is really important. And one of the most important um, factors that comes in there is there's thousands upon thousands of nerves in each foot. And if we cover them up, if we put them in a shoe, then those nerves sort of get dumbed down and almost switch off because they're only feeling one sensation, a flat shoe. Or if you're only barefoot at home, you're feeling the carpet and wooden floor and tiles, all fairly flat surfaces. So the feet are a sensory part of our body that need to be exposed, need to be free to feel and sense the world. So, you know, for a baby coming to a, a swimming class to feel the water, you know, they're feeling the temperature, be it cold, warm, that sort of thing. They're able to splash and, and see what happens. Um, on a, a more solid surface, they can feel how long they are. Um, and as they kick their feet against the floor, it provides information to the brain that, well, that's how hard I can kick and it gives this reaction. Um, so they're exploring all the time gathering information. And so the more textures, the more uh, different sensations uh, that the baby can feel, the better it develops the brain and frees the brain for other things because it knows that sensation that it's safe, it's okay, and they can then go on to develop in other areas. So, you know, the, the water's a great thing, but, you know, where, you know, your hold of... Um, you know, either the feet are in the, the parent's hands or against the parent's body, you know, this touch to touch um, is so important. And, you know, I can just imagine all these little um, signals going up their little legs and through their body and igniting and firing in the brain um, as this, this touch happens. And, of course, what you're doing in the teaching is the social interaction aspect as well, which is so important in growth and development. Um, so, you know, the, the brain and the feet, they connect uh, and are so important 
And the more a child knows where their feet are, the um, more aware they will be when they start moving and walking. Um, I think for proprioception, you know, where am I in space? Uh, and then, you know, how can I run and jump and as I grow and um, get old? But there's another aspect to the feet. Yeah, do share. And that is uh, with all these nerves, we come back to all these nerves, uh, being barefoot and in nature connects with Mother Earth. And I don't know if you or your, your listeners are familiar with grounding or it's sometimes called earthing. And this is how the, the body can absorb electrons from the earth. Um, and the benefits of those parents will, will love. It's improving sleep. It calms the body and mind. So, you know, in terms of uh, babies and themselves, you know, why wouldn't they want those, those benefits of being out in nature and absorbing these electrons? Um, and again, for the health and well-being, through the um, electrical, the, the nervous system um, of the body. And the, the great thing, I was, I was exploring this in terms of how I could uh, link it to water yeah. because water is a, a natural... Um, Conductor, definitely, of energy in 100%. Yeah. Absolutely. But it's the, the water that's connected to ground through concrete mm. yeah, or through nature that has the most electrons available in it. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's all, all very well being in a, a pool or at the beach or that sort of thing. But if you've got a little baby, like how do you, how do you, you know, get this grounding or earthing happening? Yeah. And most baths have metal pipes and the metal pipes go down into the ground. So metal is a conductor. And so being in a bath is a grounding experience. So taking what um, they learn in your classes mm. to practice at home in the actual bath yeah. Yeah. will have so many benefits, you know, what you've taught them, plus also grounding and, of course, the warm water, it helps calm them and soothe them. Um, but, you know, the grounding which happens particularly, you know, through the feet, um, and obviously the hands, because of all the nerve endings, um, for me is, you know, it's a huge benefit. That's amazing. Thank you so much. I'm, glad, I'm so glad you said that. That's really magic. Music to my ears because we actually have a program called Bath Babies and we're creating a really smooth transition from womb to world and then really advocating that when children are practicing to come into their home and practice in the bath. So to now know about that added benefit is amazing because we live such busy lives, don't we? And to have a safe space where we can come and it's not just about relaxing, actually we're grounding. We're actually really, really benefiting the body. It's almost like a an electrical reset really, isn't it? You know? Absolutely, absolutely. And it's simple. It's free, Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, and it's something that, you know, either parent can do um, in terms of connecting with their child um, and that sort of thing. Um, the other benefits um, and, and why barefoot is important, uh, and I talk to parents a lot about this and, and connecting in with, you know, shoes or no shoes, 
is that um, the baby learns to move through primitive reflexes and there's two in the feet. And if the feet are contained, there is not that opportunity to integrate those reflexes. And one is similar to the grasp reflex of the hand where the toes curl and the other one is where the toes splay. And those are really important when it comes, you know, to walking, feeling secure on the ground and that sort of thing. Um, and the other one is obviously once they become upright, we want natural alignment. Yeah. So as those bones grow and develop, we want them to be upright in the most natural position. But a lot of normal shoes these days have a raised heel. And uh, in my book, I've, I've drawn a diagram there of the effect, you know, it, it turns your child into a banana. You know, they have to throw their pelvis forward or tuck it under or adapt in some way to keep their eyes level and be able to move. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's not optimal. You know, we can cope with it when we're older and wear high heels. We can adapt. We pay for it the next day. But we don't want them as they're growing and developing to be in this situation. And I think, as you say, sometimes we maybe don't appreciate our older children, maybe as you say, 10 to 15, we've got to just remind ourselves that it's still very much developing and and what we put in at the beginning comes out at the end, isn't it? It's really, really, we're shaping our children's development and wow, how amazing we can actually do that starting at their feet. But going back, I absolutely love when you were saying about the uh, containment holes, that's what we call our holes and moves, our bare feet, where you're so right, we're using our parents' hands, we're using the poor floor. Um, we find that this is almost like a safe space for our babies. It's putting them back into almost flexion, really, that womb-like position. And then they can really go in on themselves. And you quite often see it's it's such a calming um, hold and move. So if there are any parents and listeners out there that really want to settle babies, you can really, really start with their, with their feet. Because um, it all happens in the womb, doesn't it? Absolutely, and, and the womb is their safe, you know, space. Um, they're contained. And, um, you know, I think what you're describing is a, a very natural and, and loving sort of containment, that, that safety hold. Yeah. Um, but but please don't get confused. Our feet don't need to be contained in shoes. Yes, yes, <laughs> so true, so true. Yes, it's almost like it's their original love bubble where we're really using our, our, our arms and just, as you say, uh, adding that extra nurture, but definitely, definitely they've got bare feet. In actual fact, they use their feet to, to explore and push off. And do you, know, do you not find that babies almost intuitively know how sensory their feet is? I mean, how many times are they just naturally playing with their feet? I mean, wow, I wish I could go back to that, like happy baby. <laughs> Absolutely. And if you watch, if you watch, um, you know, a baby when they're they're feeding and when they're eating, they are so expressive through their feet as well. You know, they're always sort of moving and, and reacting and responding. Um, yeah, absolutely. I think they're an expressive part that we've, you know, we've just been covering up and hiding away. 
Yeah, definitely. I was so drawn to the chapter about um, gross motor skills and sensory development. Um, I mean, early movement, as you sort of mentioned in the reflexes, is is like the driver, isn't it? Of um, It almost sets our, our, our path, doesn't it? Um, but not just physically, but emotionally too. Um, what sort of practical ways can we share with our listeners to really, really help? Obviously, starting at the feet, but those early movement um, um, practices that we can um, add in the pool and, and also everyday life, really. Well, again, everyday life, I'm going to make it really simple yeah. and really affordable and say that what a baby needs is the floor. Perfect. So the floor to be able to explore from, to move from, to feel resistance. And then as they slowly move and grab their feet, that's a, a milestone that's often overlooked, that, that child being able to pull up and find their feet, play with them, put them in their mouth. That's a really important stage. But the floor offers everything that a baby needs for this blueprint of development. Yeah. Yeah. But unfortunately, you know, the, the marketing gets in the way. You know, you need this, um, you know, bouncer seat. You need this, that. You need this jungle gym over the top of them to keep them entertained. But if you could create several safe spaces in the home with different lighting, with different things like trees outside the window, um, close to where you're perhaps cooking, then that provides the stimulation for the baby to look at their world around them. Um, look for you, so turning the head, um, you know, hear something. You know, I think the senses actually drive movement. Yeah. You know, whether it's touch, whether it's the eyes, whether it's the, you know, sound, it, it, it drives the baby to move. Yeah. Yeah. And often we get in the way because we we contain them, we we put them in things. And and I was guilty. You know, my children are young adults now. And gosh, when I was writing the book, I felt so guilty at times. Oh, I wish I could have done things yeah, differently. Yeah, me too. Me too. We we didn't sometimes have the same amount of information. I mean, baby walkers was really a big thing. Um, and I was so excited when my little one was really just on tiptoes as well, can I say? pushing himself around and uh I was like yeah yeah he's beginning to walk not realizing actually that's that's not a good position to be in tippy toes no it's not and you know there are a lot of devices out there that we think will help them yeah but if the biggest help we can um be is to leave them to their own devices almost um because the the brain will evolve the body will evolve in this order that it's created and it's made to um, evolve in, um, we can provide um, stimulation though. Yeah. And, you know, particularly down at the feet, to expose a baby to different sensory input um, through, you know, things like taking them outside on the grass um, so they can feel the tickly prickly grass. Um, we've talked about water. Uh, things like sand, gravel, um, because this all informs the brain. And then the brain, and you put some words to it and they learn. And they know that that's a, you know, a safe texture. It's okay. 
Um, you know, the only reason that, and I wrote about it in my book, you know, the old rush across, uh, rush across gravel or hot tarmac, yeah. you know, it's really just our brain's interpretation of what we're feeling down there. Our feet aren't getting hurt. Wow. It's just our, our brain has gone, oh, oh, oh. But you can um, sort of not dumb down, but you can educate your brain that in actual fact the, the spikiness of gravel is okay. It's actually stimulating my feet. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not going to be hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So providing different sensations. So I don't know whether in the pool you've, you've got the hands, the hold, that sort of thing. Yeah. Have you got other objects that, you know, you could use to stimulate the bottoms of the feet? I mean, blowing raspberries is a nice one. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, as you say, with the water as well, with bubbles, it really can almost act as like a little water massage. But we can have those beautiful pimply balls uh, on the soles of the feet. Babies great idea. love those. I'm a massive, massive fan, and I know you are too, of the principles of baby massage. We often uh, might do round around the garden and we are really just tuning into our sense of handling and touch as a parent and we're thinking about our tactile preferences but then also not projecting those onto our child so when we are um, holding and handling our, our, our little ones we often use different pressures but we we tune in and think which one do you like and then we may be using incy wincy around and around the garden for that so and that for me has been a massive light bulb moment not many people that um, we just hold and we touch, but we don't tune into our tactile preferences. And we certainly don't think about, oh, let's hold back and really tune into uh, what the baby would love to receive. Yeah, it's, it's that, um, what is it, the, that serve and return sort of thing of, of you know, looking for the response um, in, the, in the child and the baby as we touch but, but absolutely letting go of, of our own um, preferences. And, and, you know, I guess that's one thing that comes to mind for me is, um, you know, parents will often say to me, well, I've got cold feet, so their feet must be cold. Yeah, yeah. Well, I always think about tickles. So many parents say, oh, no, I, I, that's so tickly. But actually I say, wow, babies don't often find that. In actual fact, they they love it. They love their feet being played with they don't find that tickly um let's try it uh, let's be curious I wonder if and they're like oh oh yeah yeah oh I, I see what you mean um because we just assume don't we we assume by touching the feet it's going to be tickly but babies I sometimes find that they're almost reaching out with their feet they want yes they're seeking they're seeking with their feet yeah, and to do a variety of touch on the feet, you know, from tickling to the the firmer pressure, um, and and all of those are going to be, you know, I guess tuning into the the reflexes as well, because the reflexes are a response to touch. Yeah. Um, so all in all, um, you know, it's a, a win win. Yeah. Touch and water and feet. <laughs> we don't have to add in all the plastics. I often see these sensory almost um tiles shall we say but when we think about all the textures around the pool they're there naturally we've got the wall 
we've got the tiles, we've got the mat, we've got the floats, we've got the water, we've got the steps, we've got, um, we won't walk on a bar, but certainly sometimes um, doing monkey monkey or they they sort of put their, their feet under the bar. There's all these different textures, but sometimes we don't look at our environment naturally and then build from it, we add in. Um, and I, what do you feel about the the sensory tiles? Because they're all different textures, but it's all made of plastic. Well, it's better than nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So if you don't have access to outside in a natural environment where you can get such wide range of sensations and textures, um, then I think they serve that purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But, you know, similarly, how you were just sharing with what you've got in your, you know, pool environment uh, at home, you know, again, we don't need to buy lots of things um, and even lots of toys. You know, a, a child will play with a pot and a saucepan, you know, a, bang. <laughs> a, a saucepan, a pan, you know, for a long time. And they're actually learning about something that they're going to be using down the track rather than playing with a toy that's been plastic, it's plastic, it's built, you know, that sort of thing, it serves one purpose and then they're done with it. Um, so I think, you know, we could, you know, create a more sustainable world if we tapped into our resources around us. Definitely. And I think that's a really important message that at some point we, as adults, we really, really do have to stop what we're doing. And as you say, strip it all back and if we can educate our our children they are the guardians of our of our world and i'm so passionate like you are about our blue planet and particularly water because we all know what's happening to our waters of the world and with plastics so what we're doing actually adds in weight to have a really really uh, educational message as well not adding in but protecting and um if it can start at the ground with our feet and just having that as a real base layer, really. Wow. In yeah. 10, 20, 30 years time, we could actually be living in, in a, in a, in a, in a better blue planet. Wouldn't that be lovely? <laughs> certainly. Certainly. Well, I think that's a really nice message to, to, to pause on because I think it's really worth sinking in to think about what we're doing in the pool what we're doing at home to strip it back simply but also that that wider message as well it all starts uh with your feet so bernie what have you got planned and where can we find your book i'd love to know yeah thanks joe um so my book's available on amazon and all the digital platforms uh and i've got a website which is bernielandles.com uh, but you can also find me via findingtheirfeet.com. Uh, and I have obviously Instagram and a Facebook page. So, you know, happy to have followers there. Uh, my next plan, I've actually, well, I've actually just relocated to Australia. So I've, uh, after nine years in the UK, a wonderful nine years, I've uh, settled in Perth in Western Australia. So I'm still close. Uh, but uh, looking to be closer to my my two boys, which are in Auckland. Uh, what's on the cards for me next is another book, uh, which is going to be some practical tips for parents, um, particularly dads. 
I'd, I'd like to get dads a little bit more involved in the physical development or help them understand, um, you know, what they can do when, you know, if the mother's doing the, the breastfeeding and, and the nurturing and those sorts of things, it's like everything a dad does builds the brain. And, of course, it's going to have from the foot up um, because that's so important. So, yeah, something along those lines. Um, watch this space, but that's that's the plan. And uh, just continue getting the message out there in terms of the feet and the simplicity of um, growth and development and how, as parents, we just need to take a step back uh, be a little bit um, more hands-off uh, and observe and watch their children, your children, uh, grow and develop in a natural way, in a natural environment. I can't wait. I can't wait for that. I think you're so right that uh, dads bring a new playful aspect uh, into our lives. So, yeah, let's watch this space and um, I'd love to preview and um, uh, promote that for you as well so that's amazing thank you thank you for listening to the aqua sensory way it's so nice to have you here tuning in today let's connect again soon i'd love you to find out more about creating sensory harmony in water come and join us on our socials and in our community facebook group aqua sensory connections